Good morning. Welcome to Axios Today. It's December 15th. I'm Nyla Boodoo. And some situational awareness for you this Tuesday morning. Yesterday, we surpassed 300,000 in the death toll of Americans who have died from the coronavirus. It took less than three months to reach this new toll after 200,000 deaths were reported on September 21st. Here's what else we're covering today. What happens if the job you lost during the pandemic won't come back? Plus, could 2020 be the end of pro-democracy movements in Hong Kong? But first, today's one big thing. Attorney General William Barr resigns. President Trump tweeted Monday night that Attorney General William Barr is resigning to, quote, spend the holidays with his family. Here to tell us all about this is Axios political reporter Jonathan Swan. Jonathan, how does the way that this happened tell us about what happened? So President Trump has been privately talking about firing Bill Barr for weeks now. He was extremely frustrated that earlier this month, Bill Barr told the Associated Press the Justice Department had not found evidence of widespread fraud that would change the outcome of the election. Then the Wall Street Journal dropped this story about how Bill Barr knew about the federal investigation into Hunter Biden for months before the election, but kept it secret out of uh, a sense of Justice Department ethics that you don't reveal such investigations just before an election. So Trump went completely, uh, I don't know what the right word is that's appropriate for the podcast, but just insert your expletive. And then Friday, he was venting privately about, well, I want to get rid of this guy. Who can we replace him with? But the final move was made by Bill Barr. I'm told by a person familiar with this that Trump did not request this resignation. Barr obviously saw the writing on the wall and was not willing to be publicly humiliated. So, you know, Barr goes in there and submits his resignation. And Trump tweeted it out at a very opportune moment when all the cable news channels were focused on Joe Biden being certified president-elect with the Electoral College having voted. And so Trump, based on how he operates, I think it's a pretty safe bet that Trump saw this as a, a useful time to drop another piece of news. So what happens now? Well, the thing I could tell you, which is that Bill Barr will be replaced by Deputy Attorney General Jeff Rosen, who will serve in an acting capacity, blah, blah, blah. But the real question is, what will Trump try to force Jeff Rosen to do between now and January 20th? I mean, one of the dynamics that I've been covering in this transition period is that a lot of these top officials are sort of white knuckling their way to January 20th. The bar for loyalty is just getting higher and higher and higher. I mean, that's why this is important to highlight is because almost everyone in Trump's circle, unless you are willing to completely abandon any of your own principles and declare absolute unqualified fealty to President Trump, at some point, he will be fed up with you and you will not satisfy him. It's almost inevitable. Axios political reporter Jonathan Swan. Thank you, Jonathan. No worries. We'll be back in 15 seconds with the worst case scenario for Hong Kong's pro-democracy movement. Welcome back to Axios Today. 
It's been more than five months since China imposed a strict new national security law in Hong Kong. That law gives China more power over Hong Kong's independent judiciary system and the freedom to impose harsh penalties for vaguely defined crimes like secession, terrorism, and sedition. And now we've seen this law play out into the worst case scenario with dozens arrested and charged, including pro-democracy media tycoon Jimmy Lai, who was denied bail this weekend. Bethany Allen Ibrahimian is Axios's China reporter. Bethany, I wonder if we could start with Jimmy Lai and you could tell us how significant is that arrest and what do you think it represents? This is the most high-profile arrest and the most high-profile charges we have seen so far under the national security law. So for him as a media figure to be arrested and charged with colluding with foreign forces, I mean, this is what the national security law was designed for. And it's also what critics of the law have been most afraid of, that the law would be used to go after these high-profile media figures like Jimmy Lai. Do you think it would be wrong to say that 2020 could be the end of pro-democracy movements in Hong Kong? That's certainly what Beijing hopes. But people in Hong Kong are still fighting every inch of the way. So I think it's too early to say that the pro-democracy movement will end in 2020, but it's taken an enormous hit. And if this trajectory continues, it's hard to see how any kind of cohesive movement could continue much longer. But it's it's not gone yet. And what role do you think the United States and President-elect Biden will be playing in helping people who are fighting for democracy? Well, here's an interesting thing. So in the Trump administration, they deeply cut the number of refugees that the United States accepts. I think it's down to something like 15,000, and normally it's 125,000 per year. The incoming Biden administration has said that they will lift that cap to pre-Trump levels. So the Biden administration is likely to continue to see how they can support pro-democracy activists in Hong Kong and outside of Hong Kong, and how they can continue to hold government officials accountable for the way that they have degraded the political situation in Hong Kong. Bethany Allen Ibrahimian is Axios's China reporter. As of last month, at least 10 million people were still out of work because of the pandemic. Think about cruise industry workers, bartenders, or flight attendants. Some of these jobs may be gone forever. With no organized federal effort like a New Deal, America is woefully unprepared to help its workers rescale. Erica Pandy writes the At Work newsletter. Erica, during the Great Recession, it seemed like retraining the workforce was such a buzzword, but I feel like we're not hearing that now. Nyla, now we're seeing that reskilling and retraining is more important than it ever has been, but no one's talking about it. I mean, there are some nonprofits here and there that are taking a few workers who lost their jobs during the pandemic and helping them get new jobs in new industries. But this is a scale of, like you said, millions of people who need to future-proof their careers. And, you know, the pandemic is bringing this issue to the forefront, but this was always going to happen. You know, AI and automation were always going to upend the future of work And this was always going to cost government and and private companies billions of dollars to do. And there's just no local, state, or federal organized effort to make this happen. Erica, can you put this in perspective for us? 
Absolutely. I mean, that's 10 million people who aren't contributing to the GDP by working. That's 10 million families without a source of income. That is a huge number, and that's going to continue to hobble the U.S. economy if we don't figure out a solution. Erica Pandy is a business reporter at Axios. And for the next couple of days, she is also going to be joining us on Axios today. Erica, I wanted to just take a moment to say thank you. You are going to be filling in for me as the host of Axios Today over the next week or so while I take some time off. But I want to ask you, what are you excited about for hosting the show? So now I've loved coming on the show to talk about all of the ways in which the pandemic has changed the way we work and the way we go to school. So I'm excited to dive into a little bit of that and also keep talking to all my colleagues around the newsroom who are doing some great, great reporting for these last few weeks of 2020. I am thrilled to hand Axios Today over to you for a week or so. Thank you, Erica. Thanks, Nyla. That's all we've got for you today. You can reach our team at podcasts at axios.com or find me on Twitter. My handle's Nyla Boodoo. Thanks for listening. Stay safe, and we'll see you back here tomorrow morning.